It's another day, and I'm glad you're here. Welcome back to Iowa's Newsworthy Past. The following episode includes items published in the Kelowna News. In Kelowna, Iowa, on Friday, August 28th, 1896. Is crowded. The Iowa soldiers' home at Marshalltown is so greatly overcrowded that it cannot take in others, and Commander Rackin desires the facts stated to the public that the veterans may be spared the expense of going there only to be refused admission. One of the disagreeable tasks he confronts daily is that of turning away worthy old soldiers who have journeyed there before making formal application by mail. The enrollment is now over 630, being 100 more than the home has beds for, but the fact that 75 to 100 are out on summer furlough relieves a pressure that otherwise would be impossible to meet. When they begin to return in September, the commander will be puzzled to know what to do with them. Veterans who desire admission should be advised that nothing can be gained by applying in person as many do at considerable expense. Iowa's Semi-Centennial. The 50th anniversary of the statehood of Iowa will be celebrated at Burlington, October 1st to 8th, 1896. This event will be under the direction of a state commission appointed by Governor Drake. The following gentlemen constitute this commission. P.M. Crapo, Burlington, Colonel John Scott, Nevada, Iowa, George C. Henry, Burlington. At the last session of the legislature, the sum of $10,000 was appropriated of the state's funds to be used for the celebration, providing Burlington raised a like amount. Burlington raised more than the amount required and is working hard to provide a suitable program for for the entertainment of the citizens of Iowa and the guests of the state Invitations have been sent to President Cleveland, members of his cabinet, governors of all the states, and other prominent men. Many of them have signified their intention of being present. There will be river carnivals, fireworks, oratory reproduction of pioneer scenes on Old Settlers Day, educational exhibit, the Iowa State Band at a chorus of 500 trained voices, and numerous other features. Have them printed. It is now proposed to authorize postmasters and deputies to open letters on which no postage stamps have placed to learn the name of the writer and avoid sending it to the dead letter office. If all who write would have their names and addresses printed on the envelopes they use as the post office department requests, no such trouble would result. Our readers are probably not aware that we can furnish and print envelopes as cheap as the envelopes can be bought at retail. We can. Farmers should use them as well as merchants and others. Call in and see our line and leave an order with us. Chris Rowe had a good yield of oats this year, had a large field that averaged 40 bushels per acre and weighed out 33 pounds to the bushel. 
That is good, considering the fact that the oat crop in this neighborhood was almost a failure. At the Populist Convention at Washington last Friday, George Jacobs of Washington was nominated for recorder and the balance of the ticket left vacant. A committee to fill vacancies was appointed by the chairman. Joe Yoder received a telegram Saturday stating that his sister-in-law, Mrs. Jonas S. Yoder, died at her home near Clarion, Wright County, Iowa. He left on the evening train and attended the funeral, which was held Sunday. Deceased used to live near Kelowna and is known by many of our readers. An obituary notice will appear next week. On account of his nomination for a quarter, S.E. Parker has resigned his position as mayor of Kelowna in favor of W.C. Merrill, who will, we all know, make a splendid man for the office. Charles Deardorff has also resigned his position as street commissioner in favor of S.E. Parker, who later resigned in favor of Ben Snyder, who will no doubt give his careful attention to our streets and highways. We are requested to announce that the Iowa School for the Deaf at Council Bluffs, of which Henry W. Rother is superintendent, opens its fall term Wednesday, September 9th, and requests that all pupils be present on that day. The school is free to all deaf of school age in Iowa. In the industrial department, carpentering and cabinet making, printing, shoe making, broom making, baking, plain and fancy sewing, dressmaking, ironing, and household work, and family cooking will receive a special attention. The one hand alphabet is used exclusively in American schools for the deaf and is the only one understood by the great majority of the deaf mutes in this country. Light frost Wednesday night. Revival meetings at the Baptist Church closed Sunday evening. Quite a number of our people took in the Iowa City Fair this week. Dr. Clapp of Iowa City was here yesterday in consultation with Dr. Richer. The Washington campers who were down on English River broke camp Tuesday. A license to wed was issued yesterday to Peter Whitmire, age 31, and Mary Rottenberger, age 25. S.S. Stoner has quit the feed mill business here and is looking up a new location. Fred Farley has rented the feed mill of Yegi and will commence running it in the near future. Deputy Sheriff Clark at Iowa City was compelled to kill an unknown bum which he had arrested Tuesday morning, was taking him to the city in a patrol wagon when the fellow made an attempt to, quote, do, unquote, the officer and escape. Clark ending his life with a gun. Charlie Schaefer delivered a couple of his fine hogs here Monday morning, one to Malone Yoder and the other to Henry Hoshdeftler. If we are a judge of what good hogs are, we will remark that those were very fine pigs and the kind of stock that every farmer should have to make hog raising an all-around success. Charlie has a number of these early spring pigs for sale yet, and if any of our readers wish to improve their stock of hogs, we would advise them to buy pigs of Mr. Schaefer. Sandbagged and Killed Place Bostwick, a fruit dealer of this city, 
was sandbagged and robbed here last night and died from the effects of the blow soon after. Over $34 was taken from his person. Notice of Dissolution Notice is hereby given that the partnership which existed between Adam's brothers was, on the 6th day of July, 1896, dissolved by mutual consent, Murph Adams retiring from the firm and Marsh continuing the business, assuming all accounts. Marsh N. Adams, Murph Adams. An Oxford cow recently gave birth to three calves. In color, one is red, one white, and one blue. An exchange now makes the supposition that this cow attended the 4th of July celebration at Oxford and swallowed a copy of the leader of that date, a red, white, and blue affair.